Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC presents Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Shop, click, drive at robertsrobinson.com. The old adage that no news is good news probably applies to DeMar Hamlin, the safety for the Buffalo Bills, who remains at the recording of this podcast on Wednesday in critical condition at a Cincinnati hospital. But we got an update from his uncle on Tuesday evening after he did a couple of interviews in some places. Dorian Glenn is the uncle for DeMar Hamlin, and he said his nephew is improving. It's been a life-changing event for everyone in the family, but DeMar is continuing to fight, and he is down to 50% oxygen, which is a good thing. That means he's doing it 50% on his own and 50% with assistance, and they are basically weaning him off the oxygen until he can breathe fully and completely oxygenate his blood and all of his organs for his vitals without the assistance of a breathing machine. He remains sedated, is one way to call it, or a medical-induced coma to lower his body temperature, as we discussed on the podcast yesterday. Most experts have agreed that typically you do this for two to three days. And as we record this podcast, it's now been a day and a half, 36 hours, that DeMar Hamlin has been sedated. And we have seen a complete... um, change in the media coverage and the news as most media outlets on Wednesday are moving on that it is not dire anymore. They have moved on to giving sports coverage, highlights from hockey games, uh, the K-State game that we'll get to, which was just a record-shattering performance, and a lot of people nationally are talking about that game on Tuesday night and some other things going on in sports. They've moved on to talking about what the schedule will be in the NFL And there just seems to generally be a tone of what we talked about yesterday, and that is this looks like, looks like it's going to be okay. But there are no guarantees. We don't know that. We don't know if there's underlying conditions. We don't know if there's a heart condition that was uh, pre-existing that we didn't know about. We don't know if there are uh, medicines that have been taken or things that have been done that could have exacerbated this or made it more complicated at the onset or the type of heart rhythm that he had or other things that he had, maybe some blockage. There could be, look, these players are screened a lot. They go through all kinds of medical exams. It's unlikely to believe or to to think that he had a, a real heart condition going in because they know so much about these players and they check them out so completely at the beginning of every year. But anything is possible and we can't rule anything out at this point. Many people, I'm getting a lot of emails from you, believe this is vaccine-related. That cannot be ruled out. This could have been exacerbated by that. It does not look typically like what we've seen with soccer players or other athletes, especially in Europe. And for whatever reason, it's been much more prevalent in Europe than in the United States. Athletes that have gone down with myocarditis, young men, and we know it's a factor for young men. We know the vac- We know the vaccine. We know as a fact now that the vaccine for young men and their hearts is not good. We have a young man with a heart problem here. Connecting those two is not a given. There's there's no way that's a given. We did see a helmet to the heart area in a football game. We know that blunt force trauma can bring on uh, commodio portis and uh, cordis, and we know that that's what this looked like. Does that mean that's what it is? Have the doctors said what that is? No. The people who have attended him have not said that's what this is. It's what it looks like it is. We did a whole podcast on that yesterday if you want to hear more on that. But the good news is his uncle says he's improving. He's fighting. They are giving him half the oxygen that they were giving him in the beginning. The vital signs, all of his vital signs are normal. They're stable. So what they haven't really said is the hospital hasn't updated him to critical but stable condition. That is a big change. Critical but stable is a big change. Jeremy Renner, the actor that was in a horrible accident, sent a, a selfie out yesterday. He looks terrible. He had his chest crushed, broken bones, got his head hit. He's in critical condition, but he's critical but stable. That means all of his vitals are now normal, and he is stable. So they have, the family has said that DeMar Hamlin is stable and that his vitals are stable. His representative said, the hospital has not said that. The hospital has not said he's critical but stable. They have not said that. His family and people around him have said that he is stable and still in the critical care unit, which is critical condition. So uh, make of that what you will, but that is the non-update update. But I think you'll be able to tell by the news coverage as they go back to other stories and other things in sports that there is not 
a giant fear at this moment. Again, we're talking about a heart problem here. Anything could happen at any moment. And anytime you'd have a loved one with a heart condition in critical care, you'd be very concerned every moment of every day that that person could have a real cardiac event that could change everything. So there is no out of the woods yet. But it does seem like it's in a pretty good place and it's moving in the right direction. There are signs of this because the NFL said, we're not resuming this game this week, but it appears that the schedule will be played out this weekend regularly. That means the Chiefs will play the Raiders on Saturday afternoon. And I think what they've decided with the I think what they've decided, because there was some talk of, hey, we'll just make this a draw. We'll put it on the books as it never happened. That isn't fair to the Bengals or the Bills. And to be honest, it's an unfair advantage to the Chiefs. I think the NFL is hoping this will play its way out this weekend. If the Raiders beat the Chiefs, this thing has played its way out. They will make this as a no contest, and the Bills will have the one seed because they'll have a one-game lead over the Bengals if both those teams win out. Now, there could be a tie. They could wind up tied. The Bills could lose to the Patriots, and then the Bengals could win, and we could be talking about a, a you know three-way tie here. That's easy for the Chiefs. They lose the three-way tie. They lost to the Bengals and the Bills. There doesn't appear to be a whole lot of fairness right now to anything in play that the outcome of this game is some sort of given or a tie and the Chiefs become the one seed. They lost to the Bills. They lost to the Bengals. The Chiefs need to earn the one seed by win percentage. And that's still in play. But I think the NFL is saying, let's just play the games this weekend, then let's make a decision. They can make that very quickly on Sunday and say, okay, we got to play this game which I believe what they would do is stagger the playoffs at that point. They would have the NFC playoffs start the first week, the AFC playoffs start the second week, and then use the, uh, it would really all it would come down to is staggering the title games at that point. You'd have the NFC championship game on January 29th, and you'd have the AFC championship game the Sunday after that, because that's the off week where the Pro Bowl does all its weird stuff. It's dodgeball and whatever it is that they play. And then the Super Bowl regularly scheduled. So you really, if you if you staggered the AFC and NFC playoffs, could make this thing work. And I, I honestly believe that's what the NFL is doing. Let's see if it plays itself out easily this weekend. If it does, we will cancel that game. It will have not happened. It'll be a draw if it works itself out. And if it doesn't, they may stagger these playoffs. I think that's where it is. But I think the good news here is that Dorian Glenn, it appears, is according to what the medical experts commenting on this condition is, if indeed that's what it was, he is progressing quite well, as you would expect. You were sedated, you were stabilized, everything looks good, and he's improving. He's breathing more and more on his own. If you spent a day getting the oxygen, and they say, we'd like to do this for three days, and they say, you got 50% of your oxygen back toward breathing on your own, they want to get that to 100%, take him off the oxygen, they'd move him to a regular hospital bed, regular hospital room, and I think at that point, everybody would say, he's out of the woods. Unless, and I'm sure they're running all kinds of tests, they have found something else, which is always possible. But the family has been talking about this, and they've not indicated in any way that they've found anything else. There was no indication from the uncle that there was a pre-existing heart condition or something was enlarged or there's a problem like that, and he was a, you know, a ticking time bomb out there on the field, and this was inevitable. There's been no, no statements like that, no thoughts like that from the family at all, so it does not appear the doctors have found anything like that at this point. So perhaps the bigger story that's taken over is the Speaker of the House as the GOP is attempting to take over the House of Representatives because they want it in elections, and Kevin McCarthy, everybody says this is an embarrassment for the Republicans, this is a terrible thing, this looks awful, it's a great day for the Democrats. This is nothing. It's one day. It will likely, a lot of people think it will resolve itself on Wednesday, and Kevin McCarthy will be the speaker. I think that's probable. I think there will be concessions given by McCarthy here. There was some thought that McCarthy was going to go to the Democrats and say, can some of you not show up and vote? And if that happens, it lowers the threshold and McCarthy would win. Because the Democrats, I think, would rather have McCarthy than Jim Jordan or somebody from the right. So maybe that's in the works. McCarthy could probably broker that deal himself. I found it fascinating. I liked it. I liked it because stuff was said. There was actual debate. There were no teleprompters. This was real. What I witnessed was 
compelling. And I think a lot of people sitting in there needed to hear some of the words that were said. None better than Chip Roy, the representative from Texas, who got up to nominate, this is his nomination speech, to nominate Jim Jordan of Ohio for the speakership instead of Kevin McCarthy. And you're, again, you're debating in front of the House, all, all 434 other members, you're up there in front of all of them. And you're saying, I'm going to nominate this guy and here's why. And I think if nothing else, these things need to be said and concessions need to be made by Kevin McCarthy if he wants to become the speaker. This is a must listen. This is about two minutes long. This is the best thing I've heard this new year. Chip Roy on the floor, no notes, no prompter, no anything, throwing down in front of the body, the membership of the House of Representatives, absolutely, whether they listen or it makes a difference, I don't know, but telling these people everything they needed to hear. The American people are watching, and that's a good thing. What we're doing is exercising our rights to vote and have a debate and have a discussion about the future of this country through the decision of choosing a speaker. This is not personal. It's not. This is about the future of the country. This is about the direction of the country. American people who are looking at this body and wondering why we can pass $1.7 trillion bills that are unpaid for. They can just slide in $45 billion for Ukraine but not pay for it. $40 billion for emergency spending and not pay for it. 10% increase in defense spending. 6% increase in non-defense spending and not pay for it. And not do a thing except put language in a bill that prohibits our ability to use the money to secure the border. That bill gets rammed through, and we know exactly how it gets rammed through, because the defense world and the non-defense world come together and say, you know what, we're going to cut a deal, and we'll all go to the mics, and we'll all go give speeches, and the American people are the big losers. That's what happens. We know that's what happens. The Rules Committee sits up there and passes a bill, sends it to the floor, and we have no debate on the floor of this body. We haven't been able to offer an amendment on the floor of this body since May of 2016. Former leader and I have discussed this right here. That's true. But the fact is, this place has to change. It has to change. And the change comes by either adopting rules and procedures that will make us actually do our job, or it comes from leadership. And people ask me, what do you want? I want the tools or I want the leadership to stop the swamp from running over the average American every single day. We can't keep doing this. I'm going to sit here until we figure out how to stop spending money we don't have. I don't want any more empty promises. I don't want any more, oh, don't worry, trust us, we'll do it. I want to know that we're going to be able to exercise our rights as a member of this body to stand up for the American people and actually fix this country. All right, that's Chip Roy out of Texas, and he is awesome. Here's where it stood. McCarthy needs 218 votes. He only got 202. Jim Jordan got 20. Jim Jordan voted for McCarthy. He says he doesn't want the speakership. He wants to be in charge of judiciary and hold all the hearings, be able to cross-examine people. I get it. I understand that. Hakeem Jeffries for the Democrats got all of their votes. I don't have that number. 211 maybe is what their number is. It's not 218 because you got to get 218 is a winner. So he is short of that. Question is, will Dems walk out for McCarthy? AOC says, no, we won't walk out. We won't take part in any of this. Did you know the Speaker of House does not have to be in the House of Representatives? Lee Zeldin ran for governor in New York, so he's no longer in the House. Some people have suggested Lee Zeldin come in and be the Speaker. You don't have to be a member of Congress to be the Speaker. Donald Trump could come be the Speaker. If the Republicans gather 218 votes, my God, how fun would that be for the next two years? He could be the Speaker of the House while running for Congress. Nobody walked up to the microphone yesterday and nominated Donald, Donald Trump just to see what kind of votes he'd get. Doesn't mean he'd take it. I had no idea. I thought you had to be in the House to be the Speaker. You don't have to be in the House. This is fun. This hasn't happened in over 100 years. This is okay. I, I 
maybe misspoke on yesterday's podcast. I said, look, let's get to work. Let's be pragmatic. Let's get this done. Let's take a couple of days this weekend. Let's air this out and let's get some concessions. If it's going to be Kevin McCarthy, let's get some concessions. Tucker Carlson has offered up a couple of beauties. He said there's two things that these 20 people should be demanding. These 20 Republicans should be demanding that Kevin McCarthy on day one as the speaker announces they'll be releasing all of the surveillance tapes and video around January 6th. Everything, every movement, every action by everyone from the FBI and the Department of Justice and the Capitol Police that were involved in this, every single bit of footage, because we saw the slanted hearings about January 6th, that was not all the evidence. Republicans want to see it all. They want to know how complicit the FBI was in this, that if McCarthy would agree, we will get all of the video and release all of it to the public. Just put it on a website and let America go to town on it. Let every sleuth everywhere go to town on it. Release every single second of footage. That sounds incredible to me. And that McCarthy would agree to a new committee to investigate the FBI. And I do believe that's more important than investigating Hunter Biden or Dr. Fauci or any of the other things we're going to be investigating. Those things are fun. Those things are fun. Impeaching Mayorkas would be fun. Those things are fun. Important? You want to fix elections, folks? You tired of losing? What could possibly be more, more important than a new committee investigating the FBI being a political operating machine? I think Tucker nailed it here. I think those two things should be right at the top. We need to know what the Department of Justice and the FBI are doing to make this country liberal, to support Democrat politicians. We need to know all of it. Twitter's helping, but we need to know all of it. And I think that sounds fantastic. You heard Chip Roy, what he wants. He wants term limits. He wants a border policy. He wants all these good things. And we have heard from these 20 Republicans that are not voting for McCarthy. They went to him, everybody's saying, oh, they should have gotten this done before yesterday. Yes, they should have, but they went to him over the last several weeks and said, here's what we want. We want term limits. We want a balanced budget amendment. And we want a border policy. And we want them all fast. Does that mean Biden will sign them or the Senate will pass them? No, but let's put those people on notice. Let's come up with the actual policies that would work for the American people and show them here it is. We are term limiting ourselves. We have a border policy. We're putting these things in play for you. That's what Chip Roy is saying. A balanced budget. How do we not, how can these people not agree? How can we not demand that they agree that we have a balanced budget every year? How, how has this gone on all these years? That, that Congress does not have to stay within its means. It's a simple concept. A balanced budget amendment. How does this not happen in this country? Of course, you could write a couple of exceptions in. War, pandemics. There are things that you could write in and say, listen, there are emergency powers and things that need to take place where we would have to spend or borrow or whatever. But the actual budget, you can't put things in the American budget every year knowing that, that what's written in there that you're doing, you don't have that much money coming in. It's absurd. He's so right. And these things would make so much difference in America. They, they don't sound like they would, but they just make economically, fiscally for us. And I know we're a giant economic engine and still the largest in the world. We are not what we could be. We aren't even close to what we could be economically. If we really tried, we're not close to what we could be as a country if we really tried. What if we closed our borders like other countries? What could we be? I mean, my God. What if we crack down on crime like other countries? What could we be? All of these things need to be in play. I can wait another day or two. Most people believe it's going to get wrapped up today. The McCarthy will make some concessions that these conservatives will get something, and that will be that. But they've already gone to him. They told him in advance, here's what we want. You give it to us, and we'll deliver you 218 votes and hand you the gavel. And he didn't promise it. He wouldn't do it. I think the offer's still there. You deliver these things, and this would be like what we saw with Pelosi the last few years and Biden. Okay, that was letting AOC's wing, the far left, run their party. The far, the, not, I can't even say far right. These guys aren't that far right. They're conservative. The conservative part, the conservative wing of the House is saying, we want to use our leverage right now to get what we want. 
I'm for them. I can wait a day or two. This drags on weeks. No, that's not good. There's no embarrassment to you. These are swampy people. These, these people in D.C. that are telling you, oh, what an embarrassment. And, oh, the Democrats are laughing and they're having so much fun. Who the flip cares? Are you kidding me? Who cares about that? People aren't paying that much attention yet. The holidays just ended. They're back to work. Folks are busy. No, this is not a big deal. One day of this is not a big deal in any way, shape, or form. So I'll, I can, again, I can, I can wait this week. I can wait out this week for sure. I can wait out this week. Hey, folks, they're having a giant sale at MyPillow.com. It is the after-holidays sale, including MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $29.95. That is an amazing price. You've got to use the promo code KKHI. Man, if you're looking for some new slippers, they're on sale. If you're looking for a mattress topper, this is a great way to save money. If you, if you're, if you can't sleep right now and your mattress is all, you just can't stand it, don't go spend $3,000 on a new bed. Try the mattress topper first and see if that fixes the problem. You can get this for pennies on the dollar. I did it a few years ago when we had an, it was a MyPillow topper that I got many years ago uh, with our old mattress. And it bought us two, three years easy of really quality sleep without spending the big bucks on that new mattress. Add life to your mattress. Honestly, it works. Try it. MyPillow.com slash KKHI. Use the promo code KKHI or just go to MyPillow.com slash KKHI or MyStore.com slash KKHI for all of the great products they have at MyStore as well. There's all kinds of things there. All kinds of products. Fishing equipment, coffee, good stuff at MyStore.com slash K-K-H-I, and the same thing goes. We get credit for those sales, helps the podcast, and it helps you get a better night's sleep, or maybe Fido gets a better night's sleep with a dog bed or a pet blanket. Indeed, it is all right there at MyPillow.com slash K-K-H-I. Buck Roofing and construction online at rbuckroofing.com. We had our first winter storm. There was some ice involved with that. Uh, process called ice damming can happen on your roof, and if you want to get it checked out as we've got weather in the 40s and 50s, Ron Buck and his team will come get a free roof inspection for you uh, pronto. Just call 913-384-2680 for any small repair, a free inspection, or maybe some guidance on when you may need a new roof. They're great about this. I've had, I've had people say, look, Ron came out and said, you got at least five to seven more years before we need to look at this roof. It's in great shape. Why not? Call 913-384-2680. You'll sleep well knowing Buck Roofing. Fix the roof over your head. Window World, simply the best for less. The official windows of the Kansas City Chiefs, you have no doubt seen some condensation or maybe you're feeling a draft coming through some of your windows or sliding doors. Window World can solve that for you with American-made products that have lifetime warranties at the lowest price anywhere. Financing available still at 0%. John Gillette and his team at Window World work anywhere in the Midwest. Don't feel like you live too far from Window World to call them up and... Have them come out to your home. It's free to have them out. 816-799-0820. That's 799-0820. They won the J.D. Power Award again for customer satisfaction. Of course they did. It's what they do at Window World, online at windowskansascity.com. Okay, on to sports here. And this is, I didn't think at any point, any time, in the next year, I would lead sports on this podcast with Kansas State basketball. What happened on Tuesday night has never happened in our lifetime. It is completely unprecedented, and it's becoming the story of the year in college basketball. Here's the headline. The story of the year in college basketball is lowly Kansas State and lowly Missouri hired new coaches who went out after gutting their rosters, brought in a gazillion transfers, and now are perhaps the two leading candidates nationally for coach of the year. That's what's going on in our backyard right now. Dennis Gates and Jerome Tang got to be the two leading coaches right now for coach of the year. Now, how this finishes is anybody's guess. But where they are right now, and Missouri plays Arkansas tonight, they go to Arkansas and win this game. Oh, my God, it's on. It's Dennis Gates and Jerome Tang for national coach of the year. Look, a lot, every fan base of every college team I've ever seen loves their hire. You hire a coach and they love their coach. That's it. So that's that. That's that's dog bites man. That isn't man bites dog. All right, man bites dog is when pretty much everyone that doesn't have, you know, a a, a stake in this as a donor to K State or Missouri or whatever doesn't have a stake in this. 
sees a hire and goes, oh, my God, this is not good. And then it's not only not good, it's fantastic. That's where Kansas State is. A lot of people like the Dennis Gates hire. A lot of people. They're like, okay, he's coached. He's won. He's bringing, it, he's bringing Hodge with him from Cleveland State. He's bringing his guy. This, we see the plan. We see the players he's bringing in. We're like, okay, he's keeping a couple pieces from last year. We see it. We see it. This looks good. I was on board with that. That looks good. Dennis Gates, what's, go, what's going on? Looks good. I didn't think it'd be this good, but it looked good to me. Jerome Tang? Everything looked bad. 19 years an assistant, was never hired. The coaches he brought in on his staff have the thinnest, weakest resumes you've ever seen. He lost everybody but Noel, a five foot eight guard who was good last year, but not like he was last night. He brings in all new players from way lesser schools that you've never heard of. I mean, guys, and they look athletic. From day one, they look athletic, and you go, okay, but they look a little gangly, a little uncoordinated. Can they play basketball together? Is there any skill here? Can anybody shoot? They just look like athletes running around. And Tang was known and wants to be known as a defensive coach. So he brought in a bunch of athletes, and they're older guys. This is not a young team. These are older transfer guys. And then they took in Keontae Johnson, who a lot of people didn't want to take in because he had a very similar experience to what DeMar Hamlin had Monday night. Keontae Johnson, in late 2020, two years ago, collapsed on a floor playing for Florida with basically a heart attack. He had been out of basketball for over a year and a half. Most schools said, no thanks. This looks too dangerous for us. It's not what we're about. He really couldn't go back to Florida after what those fans had seen on the court. You can Google it. It's it's every bit as dramatic, if not more, than DeMar Hamlin. When Keontae Johnson's heart gave out and down he went, he face-planted. He went forward. He walked out of the huddle. His head was kind of hanging a little bit. Then he wobbles, and it just goes. And he face-plants right on the hardwood. And everybody thought that's the end of his career, just as we're saying about DeMar Hamlin. Keontae Johnson had a big insurance policy. And he had a few games to play and see how he felt and have doctors check him out. And if he couldn't play anymore, he was going to collect on that. He has gone past that threshold. He is a basketball player. He wants to keep playing basketball. He's the third leading scorer in the Big 12 right now. And he was a freak show at Texas on Tuesday night. And he wasn't as good as Marquise Noel. The media were in agreement. Kansas State was picked dead last in the Big 12. Dead last were picked the Wildcats. And I was right there with them. I pointed out, said on this podcast on Twitter, this is a coach that was an assistant coach for too long. He has hired assistant coaches that we've never heard of. It doesn't look like they have the resumes. He's bringing in players from schools we didn't even know existed. This looks bad. And by the way, there was a point where they had all these defections at Kansas State. I want to say he went about three months on the job before he had enough players to feel scholarships to actually put a starting five out there. Like, it took him forever to get these players to transfer in. It looked like nobody was coming. There was some talk that Kansas State may only have seven or eight scholarship players this year because nobody was transferring in. Then all of a sudden, here they came, and everybody's assumption was, oh, boy, he just got some guys. He just gave away some scholarships for one year to some dudes, just some guys. Everybody thought that, including me. I've never been more wrong, and I've never been more happy to be more wrong. I don't know where this goes. But what I saw Tuesday night was real. It's there. Kansas State may not play like that a lot. They may not play like that every night. They may lose their next four games. Heck, I can't predict it. It's a tough league. What I know is Kansas State has just won back-to-back -back games against ranked teams. They beat West Virginia at Bramlage after falling behind 15-1. to Something crazy like that. They're down 14 right out of the gate. They come back and win it. Last night, they destroyed number six Texas. It was never close. They came out of the gate and bombed them. Here are the crazy numbers in this game. Kansas State wins 116-103. to 103. It's a school record for points. It's a moody record because the new building just opened up. It may stay forever. I, I honestly believe I will die, and that will still be the record for points in the Moody Center. It's clearly the worst loss ever for Texas at the Moody Center. It's also their first loss ever at the Moody Center. It's the first time in the history of college basketball a non-ranked road team Scored 100 points against a top 10 team in their building. Marquise Noel was crazy good. He had 36 points. Keontae Johnson added 28. All five starters were in double figures. Should I keep going? 
This is insane. K-State shot 60% from the field, 54% from three, and the percentage went down. They were shooting better. At one point, they were shooting 62% from three. There was a point in the game where they hit two out of three three three-pointers, and their percentage went down. They scored 58 in both halves. They were picked last. I was not alone. I was on no island saying, Kansas State, this looks terrible going into this year. I mean, you couldn't have looked worse coming into this year. This is one of the great stories ever. Love being wrong on this. It's fantastic being wrong. Here's the problem with K-State fans and college fans in general. So I'm going to generalize. I don't want to just target K-State fans. Okay? 90% of your college fans just drink the Kool-Aid. You hire a coach. Oh, my God, he's the best. He's so good. His wife cooks, and the players come to their house, and they're good, and he's a good person, and he's Christian, and our coach is better than your coach. Immediately, that's what college fans do with their coach. Immediately. It doesn't matter who you hire. This is our guy. We got our guy. Oh, my God, he's so good. And they don't look at the metrics. Look, I'm right more often than I'm wrong on these coaches. I'm way wrong on this one. This, but but I, my point, at the, I've got emails. I've got people telling me, oh, you should see the reaction on your Twitter. I tweeted last night. I was having fun at the expense of the University of Texas, which is one of my favorite things to do. I was having fun at their expense, and I tweeted out, hey, there's a new Moody record for point score that will probably never be broken. You know, all right, all right, all right, is what I tweeted, which is what Matthew McConaughey says all the time. Having fun, and I don't read the replies, but I got emails came in, said, oh, God, you're getting blown up on the replies that you're a... You're a loser. You're no K-State fan. I'm not. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a podcast host. So K-State fans, crush me all you want. Here's the problem. Show me your bet slips from last night. Show me your bet slips. There'd be 200 points scored in this game. Show me your bet slips that Kansas State was going to win by 13, and you walked out to uh, Hollywood Casino and put $5,000 down on it. Show me that you knew this was going to happen because you didn't. And you can come after me all you want. I don't care. My friends are doing it too. I'm cool with it. I know who and what they are. I love them. They're my friends. Great. They didn't know this was coming. They get to bask in the glory of, Kevin, you suck. You were wrong. We were were right. We loved our coach from the beginning. You had no clue, K-State fan, that this was going to happen. Zero. Zero. Every K-State fan I spoke with was hopeful that there was a way Kansas State could go 7-11 and in the conference, and somehow get on the bubble and sneak into the tournament. Well, right now they're 13-1, and 2-0 and in the league, and they just won on the road at number six, Texas. They look a lot better than 7-11. and 11. Again, doesn't guarantee anything. But this is a shocking story that, as most stories, it's somewhere in the middle. So bring it on, K-State fan. Keep it coming. Send me those emails. Let me have it. I was wrong, but guess what? You were wrong, too. I never saw one person anywhere on Twitter. I never saw one. I don't know one person. I don't know anybody that said, oh, God, he's going to win the Big 12. Here it goes. This thing's on. They're going to be ranked. They're going to win these games. They're going to go to Texas and win, and they're going to score 116 points, and this is going to be a scoring machine. There was no reason ever at any moment to think this was going to happen until the last two games. There was a sign of it at T-Mobile Center when they unloaded on Nebraska and made three, 11 three-pointers in that game. And they looked really good beating Nebraska, a legitimate team that's had some good wins this year. I was like, wow, was that a one-night thing? And I remember telling my buddies after that game, that's the most threes they'll make all year. Well, it wasn't. They topped it last night. They hit 13 of them. They can shoot. It's crazy. I don't know how. Jerome Tang is also shocked, by the way. So you want to blast me? Blast your head coach. Rip away, cat fan. Jerome Tang, after the game last night, said he considers himself a defensive coach, and for him, quote, the game last night, quote, it was a headache, unquote. Jerome Tang watched his team win 116 to 103, led the entire way up by as many as 20-something. It wasn't as close as the final score, I don't think. I mean, they just just bombed Texas. It was, uh, it was unbelievable if you saw any of it. It was ridiculous. And the coach said, quote, it was a headache. This ain't what he signed up for either. He didn't know he had this. He had no clue he had this. Blast him. He's calling it a headache. Remember, he came from Baylor, the school that likes to win 55-53. Now, they've moved on from that. 
They're, they've been obviously better than that. They've won a national title, and they've scored more. K-State's next game is at Baylor. That'll be interesting. Jerome Tang goes home to Waco, and they'll look for three. Kansas State will look for three wins in a row over ranked teams. And I'm just, this is just, the expectations have changed. Opponents' preparation for Kansas State has changed. They're at a new level after last night. They sent a shockwave through college basketball. They really did. There are people all over the country going, what? Oh, what? This team was picked last in the Big 12. Last. KU wins on Tuesday night. They do it dramatically. They did, Look, this is, a, this is just a script that Kansas has. They just do this all the time. Get a lead. They're the better team. They're on the road, so it's hard. Texas Tech comes back. They have a chance. Kansas makes a mistake. Here comes Texas Tech with a chance uh, with the ball. Last shot of the game. Chance they're down one with a chance to win the game. Texas Tech turns it over. KU gets a breakaway dunk, and they win by three. We've seen that a million times with Kansas. It's really sort of normal. I'd make a bigger deal about the win, but it's kind of what they do. It's normal. That's a compliment. Texas Tech fans were booing. They didn't like the officiating. They were mad there wasn't a foul called on the steal. I would point out it's amazing there wasn't a foul called on the breakaway dunk because that was really a dirty play at the rim and wasn't called. They just gave him the dunk and did not add a foul. You're going to boo refs. Fran Fraschilla said they swallowed the whistle. Maybe it should have been called there. There's always controversy around these things. Everybody thinks KU gets all the calls. I'm bored by it. I'm just honest with you. I'm bored by it. It's the same stuff. It's the same. It's the same thing every year. We it, Look, I watch Kansas games, and I'm watching both these last night at the same time. And I'm like, there is no way Kansas is losing this game. Texas Tech's got the timeout. They're setting up. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Texas Tech is going to win the game right here. No, they're not. Even if somehow they slopped one in, there would have been 4.8 seconds left, and Kansas would have topped it and scored. You know it was going to happen. You just don't even think about the outcome. You just wonder what the final score is going to be. Am I surprised by any of it? No. Have we seen this a million times before? Yes. Am I blaming the refs for Texas Tech losing? Hell no. Kansas was the better team all night. They had the lead all night long. There, there's no, the refs cost us tonight or whatever. They were, you know, this was a, it was like a Hail Mary finish for Texas Tech. They had to storm back in the last minute and a half and try to win this game. And they did a great job getting themselves to that situation. But just getting yourself there doesn't do it. You can't count on the ref to win it for you. Tired of it. Tired of hearing about it. It's, it's actually, to me, Kansas isn't that interesting until the postseason. They're going to win this league. They're going to win the league. It's done. It's over. It sure as hell ain't Texas. That was the team with the best chance. They just got bombed by Kansas State. It ain't them. Doesn't look like it's Baylor. We'll see. Again, Missouri at Arkansas. A great game on Wednesday night. I, I do get into college basketball. Right after football's over, man, I start watching, and I am all in. I can't wait to see Missouri and Arkansas. This should be a great, great game. And the Tigers and Dennis Gates obviously off to a great start. Their only hiccup was that really bad performance against Kansas. And I think those teams are somewhere in the middle. There's no way Kansas is that much. Kansas is better than Missouri. They're not that much better than Missouri. They just aren't. That was a day. That was a moment. That was a thing. And it was probably a good learning experience. Hey, here's what it takes. Missouri has thrived since then. College basketball is on. Our friends at Cross Kitchens love college basketball. Online at crosskitchenskc.com. For, you know what, if you just want to dream a little bit, Tim's got time. He'd be more than happy to come out to your house and just take a look. Say, here's what we're thinking. What do you think? What, what might something like this cost? Because if you're like me, you just don't have any idea. And maybe it's, we dream we'd like to do all of this, but then maybe it's just new countertops, new flooring, and you feel like your kitchen is just rejuvenated. Cross Kitchens understands that. They want to work with you. They don't want to push you into doing something you're not comfortable doing. They want to do it on your budget, your time frame, and make your home your palace, crosskitchenskc.com. Advantage Termite and Pest Control, they'd love to get your phone call right now and say, sign me up for 2023. I'd love you to take care of all my pest control. I'll leave the other guys and go with you because, well, we love good, great, conservative local country, companies like Advantage Termite and Pest Control. Online at advantagetpc.com. You can sign up for annual service. They come quarterly. You won't see any critters, and if you see anything in between, they come right out that day and fix it for you. They're really that good. Trust me, Advantage Termite and Pest Control is really that good. 
You may have somebody that's good. I can promise you advantage is better. 913-768-8989, online at advantagetpc.com. The Finch Knife Company, online at finchknifeco.com. Dealers or direct, welcome. If you want to order a knife, feel free to order a pocket knife at finchknifeco.com. But if you've got a store or a dealership or you know somebody in the sporting goods business that would like to stock Finch knives, they will sell. They'll also get mentioned on this podcast. If you have a local store and you would like to put Finch Knife Company in your store, you'll get some run for your store right here on this podcast. Put them in, we'll sell them. I promise you. Finchknifeco.com. They are beautiful knives and they're awesome tools. So solid. I've had uh, emails from people say, oh, we went out and had this happen. One story was we were, we were out walking on our property and weren't really hunting, but we had our guns. And then we saw one and, well, we didn't have all our gear with us. And we used the Finch knife to gut it, whatever you call what you do to a deer. I'm not a deer hunter. But the Finch knife did it? Are you kidding me? That's incredible. Finchknifeco.com. And amazing garage floors. I've told you how easy it was to clean out my garage after that snow. I hate the, I like the snow. I hate the salt and sand and all that crap that's everywhere. It's so bad for everything. It's bad for your concrete, but I sealed my driveway before winter with amazing garage floors. So I'm comfortable with it being on the driveway before I hose it off. And then in the garage, it's just so easy with an amazing garage floor. It takes less than 10 minutes. Your garage is restored to pristine, beautiful, clean shape, amazinggaragefloors.net. Call John or Heather today and say, let's get on the schedule this spring. I'd love to do this. 913-901-7139. For guys, just for guys, this is the best thing you'll do for your house. You will never, ever regret doing this when you put it in. I promise. There will be no remorse. There will be no guilt. You put an amazing garage floor, you're going to love it for 30 years. Amazinggaragefloors.net. Skip Bayless is co-host of a show on Fox Sports called Skip and Shannon Undisputed. You've seen it. You know Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless on Monday night, he's the person now everybody wants to cancel because, so you see this thing happen. DeMar Hamlin, DeMar Hamlin had a heart attack, cardiac arrest on the field. We all saw it. It was dramatic. Immediately, people on the left want the game stopped. Immediately, people on the left want football stopped. Immediately, politics comes into this. It always happens. And immediately, these same people are looking to cancel someone. The person they want to cancel now is Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless put out a tweet while this is unfolding in real time. So this is just a few minutes after the incident happened. Skip Bayless put out a tweet that basically said, the N- I, I guarantee you right now the NFL is considering postponing this game. And then he said, but how? With a question, meaning how would they do that? He said, this one is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. Skip Bayless told the truth. Everything in there was true. The NFL was considering postponing the game. He was right. It was and is and remains crucial to the regular season outcome. And at that moment, suddenly seemed so irrelevant. Everything Skip Bayless tweeted was true and accurate. And it rubbed millions of people the wrong way. They thought he was just some sort of loser that needs to be canceled and he doesn't have a heart and you're just an awful person and this is terrible. I'm telling you folks, this is the biggest problem we have in this country with free speech. When people cannot state the truth without somebody coming after them to cancel them, we have a huge problem. What in the world did Skip Bayless tweet that was wrong? Was it insensitive? Was it too soon? That's up for anyone to decide. But you can't cancel people for telling the truth. People think I got canceled. I didn't get canceled. I told the truth. It made people uncomfortable. The truth is uncomfortable and should make people uncomfortable. These stupid lies and fake things that we see, like the guy on 60 Minutes this past week that had been in hiding for 25 years because everything he said his whole life has been wrong, that says we're overpopulated and humans are going to be extinct because we don't have enough earth to provide enough food for ourselves. They put his ass on 60 Minutes. It was embarrassing and stupid and ridiculous. And he's been wrong his whole life. But that's okay. We're perpetuating something that scares people that we want you to believe because it feeds our narrative. But it's not the truth. We've created a culture that is afraid of the truth. We've created a culture, as they said in A Few Good Men, you can't handle the truth. 
What did Skip Bayless do wrong? I wouldn't have tweeted at that moment, but I told you what I did. I just got the hell off. I wasn't getting on Twitter at that moment. I didn't know what was going on. I don't need, I don't care about the clickbaits. I care about the podcast. I like the podcast. I love that you listen to the podcast. I don't care about clickbaits on Twitter. I don't. That wasn't the time for me to tweet. But everything Skip Bayless said was accurate. He did. The NFL's considering postponing this game. Fact, because they did postpone it. It's crucial to the regular season outcome. Fact, they're still considering that. And he said, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. You're just looking for someone to blast. And here's the worst part, because I actually thought they were friends. And Skip Bayless has gone out of his way to be as liberal as he could possibly be around Shannon Sharp and on that show. Whenever anything comes up with kneeling or anthems or political or whatever, they're both just leftists on there. Shannon Sharp wasn't at work yesterday. I thought, well, maybe he had travel problems getting home. Maybe he planned an extended vacation, but it doesn't seem likely. They had just had some time off or maybe had time off around the holidays. Didn't seem likely, but Shannon Sharp wasn't there. And people noticed. And Skip Bayless had to basically do the show alone. And he came on with an apology that he should not have apologized for this. I know he feels terrible. I know exactly how he feels. I've been there. Everybody's out to get him. It's a terrible feeling. But you didn't do anything wrong. What you tweeted, the timing maybe wasn't the best. I, I, I don't, but again, you just can't blast people for speaking the truth, for saying things that are factually correct. And I do think his, what got people was the but how with a question mark. I think but how is how are they going to do this? Folks, as we speak today, they're still trying to figure out how they're going to do this. I don't think he was saying they can't do this because there's no way to do it. I think he's wondering well, how would they do it? But how would they do it? They're still trying to figure that out. There was nothing in Bayless's tweet that wasn't factual. I'm sick of it. I'm absolutely just sick of it. I'm going to keep pointing these out when people are blasted for things like this, because I, look, I don't even like Skip Bayless, really, to be honest. I, I don't, I don't, but I'll defend him and support him. I mean, he didn't do anything wrong here. Didn't do anything wrong. We'll see what happens. Uh, this has got a lot of people thinking about their mortality and we should all be thinking about our heart. And this is serious. And I know a lot of times I talk about things we can do or our sponsors or, you know, whatever. This is a real thing. This heart scan and advanced medical imaging, I cannot encourage you more than I can this week to schedule this appointment. I'm going to give you the phone number in a minute if you want to write it down. The website is medimageks.com. I'll give you that again. The heart scan is out of pocket. For whatever reason, insurance companies don't pay for these heart scans. I don't get it. It's not expensive. It's less than 100 bucks at advanced medical imaging. Of course, they do MRIs and CT scans with your insurance when you need them. They can get you in faster than the hospital chains. They can always get you in today or tomorrow. Time is everything with these things. Advanced medical imaging is in Lawrence. Maybe a little bit of a drive for you. It is well worth it. Make a day trip out of it. Find a nice day. Plan on going to lunch. Take your spouse. Uh, take your friend. Take your son. Take whoever. And go do this. Make the appointment. Schedule your heart scan and get your plaque score. They see all the organs in your torso. But I can't tell you how, how comforted I am that my plaque score is zero from going to advanced medical imaging of all the times to think about doing something of any of the sponsors on this podcast. Think about this this week after watching DeMar Hamlin, what happened on Monday night, call Trisha at 785-856-0224. Once again, 785-856-0224 and schedule your heart scan. It takes less than 10 minutes. The machines are huge. You're not really even in it. It's, it's so easy what they do for you. They're the quietest, most comfortable machines available anywhere in the Midwest, and they have the most natural, quiet lighting ever. You, this is not hard, guys. The, look, a lot of guys just don't want to do stuff with the doctor. This is so easy. This, you, this is so easy to do. Get the heart scan. Online, medimageks.com, or call Trisha at 785 785- 8560224 of all weeks or anytime after watching this happen know what's inside that's what they say at advanced medical imaging know what's inside know what's inside this is no longer a thing where you just have to wait until you're sick oh we're going to send you oh you're really sick you got a huge problem here you had a heart attack we're going to send you now to get in no no don't wait see what's inside it's less than 100 bucks 
Come on. It's your health. Do it. Do this for yourself. Also, a great week to go to B-Stock. I'd, you know, I'd love to tell you they're having like an after the New Year sale or after the holiday sale. Their prices are so low year-round, they didn't change their prices. They're the same this week as they always are. But we got a little thing called the Super Bowl coming up. It's a pretty big game. I don't know if you know about it or not. If you want to see the playoffs, the Chiefs in the playoffs, and then the big game coming up in February on a big, beautiful new TV, there is no place better than B-Stock. I'm partial to the Samsung Q70 QLED 4K. It's excellent for gaming as well. It's $9.99 at Best Buy. It's $6.99 at B-Stock in-store. If you can go there, 14680 South Flaming Road, or order anything on their website, ship it anywhere in the world, bstock.net. Okay, we're going to stay on this uh, DeMar Hamlin situation and see what the NFL decides. I feel like we'll have a lot of news coming up on Wednesday. We may do, we'll probably do an additional patron podcast on this Wednesday because I think we're going to get news with the Speaker of the House, and I think we're going to get news from the NFL. And as I remind people, you can become a patron. That's where we update breaking news. When things happen during the day and we put up an afternoon podcast, that's where it is. It's always for the patrons, and there's likely going to be one as news breaks on this Wednesday. If you'd like to become a patron, it's really simple. It's five bucks a month. You go to the website, kkhasissues.com, click on Become a Patron. It's much easier on your desktop or laptop than on your phone, but it's so, so simple. It's inexpensive, and we update the breaking stories of the day with afternoon podcasts for patrons only. That's what we do here at KKHI. So if you'd like to be part of that, as the speakership is on the line here, as the NFL and the DeMar Hamlin situation are evolving, that's where the updates usually occur. I usually send them out around sometime between 3 and 5 in the afternoon, depending on how news breaks. We will probably be doing that on Wednesday, and I'd love to have you as a patron at KKHI. It's really simple. It's really easy to sign up, and we'd certainly appreciate your support. Grab on, Get on your desktop or your laptop, kkhasissues.com. Click on Become a Patron. You'll be done in less than five minutes. You'll also get the newsletter each and every weekend from Kevin Keatsman as Issues. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. Ah!